Hello, I'm Amber Lauda and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I'm a fashion and beauty blogger and I'm a journalist and I've been running a fashion blog for eight years. I thought a year ago, how about I give podcasting a go? And here we are with the Fashion Avenue podcast. It's so fun to be able to interview people who are absolutely killing it in the industry and also to share just some products that I'm loving. Today's guest is Simone Taylor, who is the founder of Lux Beauty and Bathroom accessories brand Louvelle. When you hear the name Louvelle, you probably recognize them from their super stylish shower caps. Gone are the days where you look like you're from the 1800s when you put on a shower cap because Louvelle have completely changed the game. Plus, it's probably not too bad when you make it onto Oprah's favorite things list. Simone and I chat about how Louvelle started dealing with copycats in the industry and what Oprah did for her brand. If you're keen to know all of this and more, then make sure you keep on listening to my episode with Simone. Simone, thank you so much for joining me on the Fashion Avenue podcast. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here in the lovely, beautiful air-conditioned studio. It's a very <laughs> hot day. I know. It's so hot outside. I walked outside and I was like, oh my God, I need to get in the aircon ASAP. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you're actually Brisbane-based because that's always a great thing. And to actually have someone physically in the studio, I always say it. It's always so lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, So I thought I'd jump in. Obviously, you founded Louvelle a few years ago now. So what, 2014 was it? Yes, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. So, but you've had a bit of a career before that. So mm-hmm. what were you doing before Louvelle started? So I studied at QUT in Brisbane. I studied um, business and law. And then I had... Had a couple of different roles in the corporate area. Um, worked at PricewaterhouseCoopers in an accounting area. Um, then I went to had a bit of a career change and went to London and worked in advertising over there. Cool. Because I was really interested in brands and I thought, uh, what better way to kind of get under the skin of how to promote a brand than work in advertising? Yeah. But that was pretty crazy. It was pretty cutthroat. Oh, I can imagine being London. Long days, yes. Yeah. So I only had the working holiday visa, so I came back um, after 18 months and then um, worked in marketing again in Brisbane. Okay. Um, And then I got married and had a baby. And then I just thought, I think it's time for a change and I want to have a business that I can work flexibly yeah. so that I can it's just much easier with a, a baby and a yeah totally than and a, a typical corporate role yeah and I'm sure a lot of mothers can probably relate to that as well who probably just want to be able to work from home mm-hmm. did you enjoy your job or was it kind of were you just kind of over it by that stage. Or? I did. So I I had a few different roles and s- a few times I had kind of horrible bosses, I guess you could say. Oh, no. Um, but my last role, I actually had a beautiful female manager. So it was a really nice experience. Nice. Um, but I guess the only thing with working for other people was that I never felt that I was really progressing or learning or getting to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I was in an assistant role and I just thought it's going to take a long time to get to the manager level mm-hmm. yeah. so that was like slightly frustrating <laughs> yeah I can imagine <laughs> it's hard when you're when you feel like you can do way more but then it's nice when you have an idea that can definitely turn into your own thing so you basically had an idea so you wanted to do the business before you had the idea come yeah so I always had entrepreneurial ideas mm-hmm. so I would look at things and think oh that's something better could be done there or there's something trending overseas that would be great here yeah 
And I would always discuss it with my husband. But Louvelle was the first idea that really stuck and thought, wow, this really is a gap in the market. Were you always interested in the beauty space? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. (laughs) What girl is (laughs) it? Totally. I know. It's it's a bit of fun out there, especially nowadays, all the new product innovations. It's just so exciting if you're a beauty lover, which I'm sure sure is. I often say I would, another career I would have loved is a beauty editor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 100%. All the free products. Yes. Oh my God. It's crazy out there. I was, um, I always wanted to be like a a fashion editor and, um, and kind of, yeah, go into the beauty space as well. And it's kind of interesting, like starting out from the blogging perspective and then doing the journalism thing and then blogging, it was almost like you're kind of almost doing that because, you know, brands would start to approach you and want to send you stuff. So I was like, it's kind of like I'm living almost that life, Mm -hmm. but just without this big, massive magazine title over my head. (laughs) (laughs) And so how did the idea for like a stylish shower cap come to you? What were you doing? How did it come about? So I actually really remember I was in the shower in yep. the bathroom and I was wearing the puffy bonnet that looks like a grandma would wear it <laughs> in the 1900s. Oh, sorry, 1800s. Yep. Um, and I just was so, I felt so ugly and I was yep. so embarrassed if anyone saw me wear it. <laughs> so I couldn't wait to take it off as soon as I quickly got out of the shower, take it off. Yeah. And then I just thought, why is there not a more stylish version of a shower cap that women, yeah. like everything else is beautiful in your wardrobe. Why do you have to put this on your head? I know. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought there must be a, a more um, fashionable way. And then I had the brainwave of a turban style, mm-hmm. which has been in fashion since the 1920s over yeah. the ages, different, you know, Hollywood women like Elizabeth Taylor, everyone. Yeah, has, so true. Everyone, even now, like on the runways, it's often turbans are featured yeah so I went about hiring a designer and then we worked on different prototypes okay and then um basically sourced manufacturers and I knew I had to manufacture um offshore because to keep the cost down no one was going to spend a hundred dollars on a shower cap so true so I had Mm -hmm. to keep it um down and then it took me about I think about a year okay Till I got a prototype that I was happy with. Yeah, wow. And so were you working with this designer and kind of saying what sort of vibe you were liking and what sort of, um, I guess, what people would be drawn to if they were to, you know, go on the website and see what your what your styles were? Yes. And the main um, kind of prerequisite was that it, it really did look good enough that you could wear it out if yes. you had to. Yeah, so to the bathroom, to the streets. That's you know? right. Yeah, amazing, yes. And so what factors when you were designing it did you have to consider in terms of functionality? So what you know, what was there that you had to really kind of think about in those stages? So I wanted the fabric to be soft um, because sometimes shower caps are quite, the fabrics can kind of irritate your face, especially the elastic. Yes, true, yeah. So I wanted it to be soft. I wanted it to be flexible and stretchy so that you could fit majority of women's heads Mm -hmm. and then I wanted the quality of the fabric to be really good so that it wouldn't go moldy and be long lasting yeah so you know a lot of people their shower caps still going strong two years later Mm -hmm. whereas the ones the cheap ones were they'd be moldy and gross by like three months maximum yeah so true and how does it go with I guess absorbing water and whatnot um so it'll protect your hair but Mm -hmm. we do recommend 
don't put like a torrent of water on it. Yeah. Because it's made of a swimwear material. So mm -hmm. it does repel a bit. But yeah. It's really meant to stop the steam and the humidity coming yeah, in. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then ruining your hair, which we hate. Yes. It always happens with those, you know, all those old school shower caps. Yes. You'll think you're. The water will still get in on the side. Yeah. That always happens. Like you're, you're like, oh, yeah, my hair's looking good. I'll just kind of put it up lightly and then just go in the shower. And then you come out and half your head's wet and it's yeah. just gone. It's actually like you're solving a real problem. <laughs> Problem. So it's amazing. Um, and so what did your startup costs look like to get it off the ground? Well, looking back five years, I'm not going to be 100% accurate here, but mm -hmm. I think it was about around about $5,000, mm -hmm. I feel like. So I did yeah. a pretty small production run of about yeah. 500 units, okay. not many. Um, and then I had, I built my own website in Shopify. Great. The photo shoot, we used my friend as the model. <laughs> And my husband was a photographer as a, as more as a hobby than a, yeah. a business. And so he took the photos. Great. Uh, and then I really did my own PR for the first year. Mm -hmm. um, just reached out to all the media in Australia. Yeah. And so I just kept it really, really lean. Mm -hmm. And once I saw that the idea had traction and people were buying it, and then I felt, okay, I can start to put more money into it now. Yeah. And how many designs did you start off with and how many, yeah, did you launch with? I think we had, so we had two styles of shower cap and then maybe four different prints and colours. Okay, each. that's fun. That's good. People have a bit of variety there. Mm -hmm. And going back to the PR stuff, did many uh, outlets bite? Did they take on um, the idea and, and run with it? Yes, considering I just did it myself. I have no connections. <laughs> I... Uh, I did get a lot of press, actually. Great. But when we, we launched in the United States, I used a PR agency because obviously that's a much harder market. Yeah. There's like 3,000 beauty editors. Yes, so, so I true. couldn't do that myself. A bit, a bit hard to crack that market, yeah. but that's good. And um, so the name, it's a bit unique. Where did it come from? Well, it kind of just came to me based on I love French names mm -hmm. and I was just brainstorming different names and L is means woman in French. Cute. And then I just Googled and looked up IPA Australia's trademark register yep. for different L-sounding names. And then I just took Louvelle and then no one had it. And oh, I great. Thought, it sounds pretty. It sounds feminine. It does. And it wasn't taken, which is hard Perfect. because most names are already taken. I know. It's hard to come up with a name these days. You know, you go into Google and you type in like name generator, business name generator, and you have all these random oh, words. Oh, I didn't know this existed. Yeah, you can totally, um, yeah, just come up with random names. It might get you to put in like a word and then it will come up with all these different kind of um, variations or, you know, with a certain word next to it and see how it sounds there. Some of them are a bit crap, but... And then do you, then you would check if it's been trademarked. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Check the availability, obviously. And then sometimes your dreams are crushed because then it's <laughs> taken. <laughs> and so you started the brand in 2014 and something very big happened in 2017. Mm -hmm. So you were actually featured on Oprah's favorite things list. Mm -hmm. First of all, congrats. That is huge. Thank you. Second of all, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't believe it happened to me. <laughs> Um, well, we had been exhibiting at trade shows in the United States. Okay. So we'd done it here. We, we had a few hundred stores stocking Louvelle. And then we, we thought, okay, let's try, as everyone wants to, let's try to 
crack America. Yeah. Um, so we were at a trade show and Oprah's team were coming past looking at all the different trends. Wow. And they loved it, took it back to Oprah to try because she actually tries everything herself. Oh, my God, great. Good to know. Yes. And then so we had a bit of a heads up that something might be coming, but okay. we didn't find out till September that we were on the list definitely. Mm. And I just screamed when I found out. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. It's crazy. But then it was all action stations from there. Because wow. we had, so it launches early November, the favourite things list. Right, so we basically okay. had like two months to get ready. And that was crazy. Oh, my God. And so, like, how does one prepare for that? <laughs> so, luckily, we already had a US website and we had a warehouse picking and packing over there for us. Oh, perfect. So, my main yeah. challenge was just getting the amount of product needed. Okay. So, they recommended 5,000 units to me and I struggled to get a manufacturer to do that that quickly. Right. Um, and I had to airship it to make it in time. Oh, my So, goodness. it was just to produce it that fast for them was very hard. Wow. And then we had to kind of ramp up our customer service as well because obviously that amount of orders coming in in two, a two-week period, mm. we had to really get ready for that as well. Yeah. And how were you kind of the day of when it was about to kind of hit? Well, the funny thing is you can't tell anyone oh, either. Oh, no. It's oh, confidential. Wow. And you're just sitting there like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it was amazing because you yeah. your website goes out of control. Wow. Yeah. And so what did it do for the brand? being on that list? Well, immediate sales was, was huge. We, <laughs> you know, increased by like 500% or something. Jeez. And then the flow-on effect. So all the other press in America reposts her list. Oh, wow. So okay. the reach is huge. Yeah. Uh, and then we had we kind of were talking to some retailers anyway, but it just helped seal the deal. So we got into yep. Nordstrom and, you know, just just so much legitimacy from having Oprah recommend your product. Yeah, and it's great, I guess, being an Australian brand too. Yes. Some bragging rights there, which yes. isn't too bad. It's pretty rare to get on her list because it's not like you can just pay to get on it. It's, no. It's just the holy grail of of marketing that yeah. you get chosen. And it's great that she actually tries it herself because yes. you never know with, you know, someone like Oprah, you're like, oh, people probably just, you know, do it for her and she just kind of backs yeah. it and rolls with it. But well, no. Well, they, they source it, the options for her. Yeah, yeah. And then she makes the final decision. That's amazing. That is big. Yes. Are you still on the come down from that? <laughs> um. I'll, look, I'll never, I'll never, you know, get over that that happened to me. Yeah. Um. But I think, yeah, especially being an Australian brand, it's it's not, it's pretty rare. Hundred so, percent. That's yeah. great. Amazing. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> and so obviously retailers came knocking. So who did you have? And yeah, who who was knocking to to stock it? So we had a few already. Um, we had Anthropology, perfect. Um, Urban Outfitters. So then we got Nordstrom, and then in Australia we got. Maya, and then we we're already in Sephora. Great. Um, and then now recently we've just launched with David Jones Perfect. in their, um, some of their stores as well. Oh, my God, amazing. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Damn, you're taking over the world here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so you also have more celebrity fans. So we're going to do a bit of name dropping here. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the ones I know I can actually say that yep. I've seen it on them mm-hmm. is – Kelly Rowland and Khalees. Oh, my God. And I didn't know. 
about it. My friend sent it to me. Wow. They wore it on Instagram. They went to like a spa in Victoria that we were stalked at. (laughs) So that was cool. They did a little Insta story. And then um, we know some celebrities have it Mm -hmm. and love it, but... You know, I don't say it unless you know, unless you see it on them. Yeah, I yeah. don't really say it. Um, but <laughs> the other one we just saw recently was Chloe Morello. I saw her Perfect. wearing one, which was really cool. Yes, yeah. amazing. And she's just moved over to America too. So oh, has she? yeah, oh. sorry, she probably has a a really good um yeah reach over there as yeah. well. So yeah, she's in America now. Okay. So there you go. That's good for you. <laughs> just getting that American fan base rolling. Yeah. You know? And so, obviously, with business, there is the hardest stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what's been the biggest challenge for you launching Louvel and sustaining it? Um, I think something that is really hard is forecasting how much to produce. Mm-hmm. It's like a crystal ball. Yeah. You never know what is going to be a bestseller, what is going to be a dud. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like most businesses, you're always out of stock or you're overstocked in something. Right. Yeah. And I've tried so many times and different strategies over the years, but it's just the nature of retail. That's yeah. why everyone has sales because so true. we've got too much. Yeah, you need to offload some stock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so you've also had copycats. Is that right? Yes. So how have you dealt with that and how do you deal with that? So from a mental perspective, Mm -hmm. it kind of, in the early days, it would make me feel so sick in the stomach that, you know, something I had created and put so much work into and money into just kind of got swiped by other people and Mm. often almost pretending that they had come up with the idea. Yeah. And bigger companies that have so much more, many more resources Mm. and, and money than me. And so that was, you know, really hard. But I guess you can also look on the bright side that it means that the product is now not a niche product. It's a legitimate product that it's a successful line of products. So people obviously want to get a piece of that pie. Exactly. Um, And then from a legal perspective, we did um, uh, register our designs and patented them. Great. So, yeah. It's actually the copycats do not copy our physical design because we could take them to court. Mm-hmm. They've just copied our idea. Right. And then they've executed it quite poorly. Yeah. <laughs> if they I do say look, so myself. They don't look good. <laughs> and so for people who might not be aware of what you can do with paint and how do you say it? Paint painting. Yeah. Like doing that to a design, what what does that mean? How would you describe that to people who don't so know So you is? can register your design through the US Patents Office mm-hmm. and the IPA Australia and they're basically government bodies and you pay a fee um, and you have to submit drawings of your product. Yeah. And if they approve it and so they think it's unique and it's novel and it didn't exist before, mm-hmm. you can get design protection for five to ten years, I think. Great. And then it just is a deterrent to people to copying and mm. it also you can legally enforce your rights and sue people. That's amazing. Uh, however... If you were in a fast fashion environment, you wouldn't do that because the amount of time and money it takes to register each design. Yeah, and it's not cheap. Yeah. It is not cheap at all. It's really, you would only do it if you had one or two 
products, I would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen all different types of brands obviously doing that because they have really original ideas. And I don't think it's a bad idea. I think obviously if you have the money to do it, absolutely. And I'm part of this this Facebook group and a lot of them talk about, you know, going through that process and how a lot of, like you, how there's a lot of copycats with their products. And there was even something on the project last week about a massive um, store, which I won't name, mm. that has taken um, like a cute little homewares uh, stationery idea from a small business here in Australia and mm-hmm. then obviously selling it for way cheaper and, yeah. you know, obviously they have stores everywhere. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something that is very common in the industry, which yes. sucks because it's your original idea and yes. it shouldn't happen, but yes. unfortunately it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you've got to think more about building a brand, not just one product as well. Exactly. So yeah. that you have a variety of different products and also people want specifically your brand because they like the aesthetic of it, not exactly. the cheap copycat one. Yeah, and probably the quality is probably better too. Exactly, so, Which of is course. massive because if you get, you know, something for cheap, you probably don't think the quality is definitely going to be there or won't last as long. Exactly. So, yeah. And so talking about, you know, going forward with the brand, it's getting a lot of traction. How far into it did you go full-time with it? Uh, I started with a two-year-old child and then I actually properly launched when I had another baby, my second daughter. Yeah. So I was always kind of never full full full-time because I was still balancing being a Mm mum. But probably when I launched, I pretty much got home from hospital and I did start. Oh my god! Four days a week. Wow! No maternity leave there. (laughs) Oh my god! You're like, hello, baby. I'm just gonna start working right here. Hopefully, it slept a lot. So yeah, she was such a good baby. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) And obviously, as a mother with your own business, how do you balance work and life? Well, I think I learned pretty early on that when you start a business, you're very passionate about it, and it can be very consuming, Mm. and you can really spend all day all night all weekend on it yeah which does not equal a happy person does not equal a good mother or a wife Mm -hmm. and you're going to burn out yes so I would say really recognize the signs in yourself in that Mm -hmm. if you're getting anxiety attacks if you're feeling like you can't sleep at night if you're feeling like, you know, losing happiness in life because mm-hmm. basically you're burnt out. Yeah. And I think a lot of mothers, they just care about looking after everyone else and, mm. and they forget about themselves. Totally. So get as much help as you can um, in terms of childcare, nannies, cleaner, mm-hmm. and then um, hire staff as well, obviously, yes. in the business or at least freelancers. You don't have to commit to taking someone full time, but mm-hmm. consultants and freelancers. And then I would say take some time out for you mm-hmm. so that you, whether it be like just a hot bath at the end of the day or a glass of wine in front of The Bachelor or, you know, just don't work 24-7 because you won't sustain it, Mm -hmm. you'll burn out, you won't make it. Yeah. Like you've got to, if you want to go all the way, you have to still have a life. Totally. Good advice because (laughs) I think people just, yeah, and then you're running on empty. Mm -hmm. And And when bad things happen, people have like a breakdown. Totally. Yeah. Had a few of those before. Mm. (laughs) I think a lot of people have. I've been reading a lot of books of founders of businesses and they basically saying that they... Had breakdowns. Totally. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's real. God I think when you're putting so much into it and you expect so much from it, 
moment you just and you sometimes you don't even realize you're on the computer for so many hours and then you know it's the end of the day and you're like oh my god I haven't even eaten yeah you know like oh I need to whip up some dinner (laughs) because I'm kind of in the process of doing some research for something at the moment and it's just taking up so much time and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure that I'm spending time doing other things and making sure I'm eating properly and Mm -hmm. exercising exactly and it's it's so easy to get kind of stuck in that you know and go down that rabbit hole of just going on to the next thing and you're so excited about something and you just keep going yeah yeah so how do you switch off what do you like to do well probably it's it is like a very Louvelle brand thing to do. Mm-hmm. I love to have a hot bath. Amazing. So I have a glass of wine and have a book. Or maybe I might meditate. Nice. And I just soak in there and like no one is allowed to come in. <laughs> do not disturb me, children. And... Yeah, that just, I just feel so good after that. So relaxed. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a bath. I swear it ends all worries. Yes. <laughs> For at least a little bit of time <laughs> until you get out. <laughs> and so I've read a book recently. It was by, um, what's her name? Jodie Fox. And she, oh, so yeah. I'm reading it right Oh my now. God, it's so good. Yeah, that's what I was saying about the burnout. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. when you said that, I was like, that sounds so familiar to the book I'm reading. So yeah. um, obviously, Jodie Fox has this book out. Um, it's just about her journey with Shoes of Prey. Um, and so in it, she was talking about, you know, scaling up businesses and, you know, how she may have done it too quickly. And obviously, we do hear of businesses who do scale up too quickly. And, you know, despite their products being amazing and they have a fantastic idea, you know, sometimes it can just not work out and mm. it can completely ruin your business. Obviously, with everything happening happening with Oprah's favorite things list, how did you scale up without kind of putting your foot in it and then completely ruining <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jodie's had got funding. So then she mm. obviously then had investors to please so it would have been a very different ride to mine which is I really have to just please myself and make sure my my staff are are happy Mm. because I'm just self-funded so I guess we we've scaled but always at a very like in a low risk way so we can scale up our production to you know many 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 thousands of units but we don't have to. We don't own a factory. Yeah. We have warehouses in the US and Australia mm-hmm. and they pick and pack for us. Perfect. But they just pick and pack what we need to mm-hmm. send out. So once again, low risk. Yeah. If I don't send any orders, I don't have to pay. Exactly. Um, and then if, from staffing, I just have a, a small team and then most of what I do is outsource. So, okay. So um, marketing, digital, PR, basically every function you can think of. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always at the epicentre and managing it, but I'm always outsourcing people to do it. Okay. And perfect. I probably would need a much bigger salaried team to do all of that. Yeah. But that's high risk because what happens if sales go down or something happens, then you've got like 10, 20 people you have to pay their salary. Yeah. So true. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've, I have scaled and I can scale more, mm-hmm. but it's always in a low risk way that I can always pull back yeah. at any time as well. Yeah, perfect advice. And how many people do you have in your team now? I have two in Australia and one in the States. Perfect. Yes, yeah, very wow. small. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, you're killing it. That's amazing. <laughs> and so with the business, you've expanded, obviously, where so used to hearing about the shower caps and everything, but you've expanded into a range of body care products, yes. which is super exciting. Exciting. Yes. And it obviously ties in with everything you're already doing. So yes. tell me about what you have now. So 
um, we because we're already in the bathroom with the shower caps and the hair towel wraps, mm-hmm. I thought I would just love to do some indulgent um, body care products to, Perfect. you know, really make you feel good at the end of the day when you're having yeah. a shower or your bath. Mm-hmm. So I was inspired by old Hollywood glamour. So um, Brigitte Bardot, Sophia Loren and Grace Kelly. Amazing. And just imagining them in their heyday uh, in the south of France, what would they have been doing? What scents would they have been wearing? Yeah. And um, so we've got three different ranges inspired by our muses. And then we've got um, shower gel, body souffle cream, bath salts, and a hair and body oil. Perfect. Oh, my God. All of that just sounds like heaven. I just feel like just slipping into a bath right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. That sounds perfect. And what's your most popular product across Louvelle? So the shower cap is still the most popular, Mm -hmm. but our hair towel wrap is coming a close second. Oh, exciting. Yes. So I actually am addicted to it as well, and beauty editors have been writing a lot about it. Perfect. Um, so it's it's great because it dries your hair in half the time That's of a regular towel, and it's really gentle on your hair. So yes, good. If you want to then air dry it, it's not going to be frizzy and all irritated from like a yeah, hot towel. Yeah. And then if you want to blow dry it, you're going to minimize your heat damage because it's already pretty much dry by the time you've taken the towel off. Yeah, it totally. It wicks the moisture away. So Amazing. then your blow dry time's like down from half an hour to like 10 minutes. That's so good. And I think a lot of people don't realise when they're, you know, using just a regular towel with their hair and they're kind of, you know, just messing it up and trying to dry yes. it. It actually really damages your hair. Exactly. So, yeah, that's And perfect. I've got curly hair, so anything I can do, you know, it's not curly today because I blow dried it, but <laughs> to minimise that friction yeah, and frizz. frizz yeah, yeah. Totally good if you have frizzy hair. Like that's definitely something that you yeah. should be using to minimize that, especially if you're living somewhere like in Brisbane. <laughs> oh my god, you walk outside. <laughs> yeah. Walk outside and everything's just gone. So you shouldn't even bother getting ready, no. really. <laughs> it's terrible. And um if someone wants to know how to wrap their hair in one of your um towel wraps, is mm-hmm. there a tutorial on how to do it? Yes, we have a video on our website. Perfect. Super easy. Great. Good mm. to know it's easy to do. How quickly yeah. can you do yours, do you reckon? Oh, goodness. <laughs> 10 seconds. Oh, my God. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Amazing. I'll see if I can beat that. <laughs> it's on. And where can we get our hands on Louvelle and what's coming up next for the brand? So we're online, louvellewear.com.au, and we're in uh, David Jones online and Maya, Sephora, and lots of beautiful independent boutiques and spas. Perfect. But can't name them all now. But if you just email <laughs> us, we'll tell you where your local stockist is. Awesome. And oh, what's next? Yeah. Um, well, I'm working on new products now. Actually, got a bit of the creative juices flowing. Yeah, great. But I don't know yet. It's all still still too early. Okay, so we'll see. Ooh, okay, interesting. Should we expect anything this year? Do you think? Or yes, I think before Christmas we'll have some things that are really beautiful gifts for people oh perfect yeah. love some gift sets love yeah. gifting products it's always perfect it's it can be so hard trying to find a good gift and something that's different and yeah, hasn't really not been just done like before. A candle. Yeah, or like a gift card or, you know, just something yeah. random. Like, no, that's nice. Beautiful. And I want to dive into a few random questions for you. Okay. Which is like my signature thing on yes. this podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Question number one Would you rather have Cruella de Vil hair 
or a <laughs> cheetah print, like, stamped on your hair, like, dyed, like, cheetah print. Oh. Or, like, full-on black and white Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. I feel like she's a little bit chic Yes, nowadays. so do I. <laughs> <laughs> she's I feel- kind of went from, like, some crazy woman to now actually kind of looking real cool. Yeah, I feel like I could <laughs> let my hair go grey and then just be like her. And Yes, yeah. and, like, with the right outfit, nice yeah. sunnies, you'd probably look really cool. Yeah. You'd be, like, snapped on the streets in Paris. Yes, everyone would be like, wow, she looks great. <laughs> Perfect. And this is funny since you actually just spoke about this, but if you could outsource any task, which one would you pick? And I guess that could be any, like, home task that you don't like doing oh, or whatever. Probably cleaning. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to do that. No, not at all. What's, like, what do you hate doing the most? Like, with cleaning, do you hate oh, vacuuming? Do you hate dusting? Yeah, hate... and ironing. Oh, I'm really ironing. Bad at ironing. Ironing's the worst. My husband says, don't iron my shirt. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I've, like, fully given up on the iron. I just steam everything that oh, I can you now. Steam? Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's the best investment ever. Maybe I should ever. get that. Steam will just change buy your things life. that don't need ironing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, honestly, a steamer changed my life. I wow. will refuse to touch an iron if I can get so it. So do steamed. you just have it in the cupboard and Yeah, just fill it up with water okay. and then turn it on, you're ready to go. Okay. It's perfect. Like and it's so fast. Oh, cool. Definitely get yourself a steamer. Okay. It'll change your life. <laughs> and number three, would you rather the beach or the mountains if you could Oh that's so hard because <laughs> I was just telling you I just got back from Canada. From yeah. Beautiful mountains. Mm. Um probably gonna say beach beach yeah because it's just that's where we're from it's yeah go to the beach and it's this is australia's known for its beaches exactly and how can you live in australia and not appreciate the beach that's right right. even though we have beautiful mountains too but coast life i feel like it's just it's amazing yeah it's just the best life sure is (laughs) (laughs) well simone you have been amazing thank Thank you you so much for telling me all about louvelle and i'm so excited to see what you bring up next great thank you so much amber no worries bye bye